Welcome to Unpaused Life, the podcast about hitting play on the pause button and taking the leap out of our comfort zone. I'm Jen Payne. And I'm Stacey Rourke. And we're your hosts on this, you want me to try what? Quest to laugh our way through the pause. And that is definitely what's happening today because we've got a big one for you. We had we had spontaneous adventures. We did. We had planned to do our Rage Room as our next episode. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, but in the meantime, we both just kind of jumped out of our comfort zone and did things on our own, which there's big adventures and big laughs to come for sure on this one. And luckily, you guys won't be able to hear me, all the screaming that I did <laughs> during mine. There's at least one panic attack that's going to be discussed in this in today's episode. But start, we haven't um, talked for a little while. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Getting ready for uh, Once Upon a Book. My, uh, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast here before. I have mentioned I'm an author, right? That came up? Yes. Okay. Well, for about the last eight years, I've hosted a literary event in Frankenmuth, Michigan, where authors from across the country come and we celebrate all things books. We have panel discussions and giveaways and prizes and an author signing. And I get to run all that. I'm the ringmaster. Uh, so I'm leaving in about eight days to go tend to all that. And I'm a little frazzled. I'm not going to lie. So I guess, I guess you can't say not my circus, not my monkeys. Yes, because <laughs> my circus, my monkeys. The monkeys run amok. And they're throwing their poo. It's just a big mess. <laughs> what kind of um, genre are the books? We have... Pretty much every genre you can imagine. Our only thing is we asked our ask our authors to keep their their tables family friendly. So if kids walk by, they're not going to see anything they shouldn't see. But we do welcome all genres. So if you're in the area, July fifteenth, Frankenmuth, Michigan. Ah, uh, yeah, that's come on out and find your next favorite book. And also, you just had a new book. I come out. Did Jaws of Death? That's my. Um, latest in my Octavia Hollows series. And y'all, if you have not started, start today reading oh, these books. Thank you. They're amazing. I did not anticipate when I when I have a new book come out, I'm always surprised at the the, the reception from my readers and we did hit number 1 in Werewolf Mysteries. What? So, I was pretty excited about that. I did not know that. Congrats. That's I amazing. Just, I you know, went to see how the book was doing. And I had that little orange flag in there. That was kind of nice. I mean, your books, I was actually came across something this morning, um, a note that I had written to myself um, when I met your husband when we were working together. And he told Aww. me about you and I had put it in my notes on my phone. And that was 2019. It, it had your name and author. And the books that I would read would be a lot of mystery, a lot of romance. Um, so that kind of took me out of my comfort zone a little bit. And your books just blew me away because it takes a lot for me to be surprised. Aww. And when I can read a book and go, oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> you continue to do that time and time again with I, your books. I try. I don't 
when a book has a formula, a series has a formula and you know what to expect every time, I get very bored with that. So I really like to to really shake things up and take things in a direction people don't see coming. So that's that's fun. Keeps it fresh and exciting. Yes. Yeah. And what about you, ma'am? What do you got going on? Um, I've just been traveling a lot. Awesome. Um, I had a bunch of trips that were new to me. I traveled a lot in out of um, San Juan, Puerto Rico and Havana, Cuba. Oh, did you get to see the area very much? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, unfortunately, we flew in and out. And in Cuba, we cannot get off of the aircraft yet. Oh. So you can step outside onto the stairs and see the airport and flying in is really beautiful. Um, and meeting the people, my my bad Spanish has gotten quite a bit it's getting better. I'm learning a lot of travel words. Yes. So that's been fun. What did you say? The things that you know how to say now, you know how to say, um, I can tell people that they cannot sit in the exit row. Yes. Unless they speak English. I can tell them to put their suitcase up their purse underneath the seat, little things like that. And beverage service is really easy because it's, you know, Coke is the same in any language. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and coffee, lots of coffee on the flights to Cuba. They expect good Cuban coffee, though. We call it um, cowboy coffee in the industry. The pilots call it that. And that's when you take the filter that you would normally use to make the coffee and then you put another filter inside the pot. So it's oh, okay, like the Red Bull of coffees. <laughs> <laughs> This is a serious stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been fun. It's kept me in Florida, which has been great. Um, I've gotten to stay in Fort Lauderdale quite a few weeks, which is where I want to be. It's where my family is and where I am finding new adventures. Uh, like today. Yeah, That was a great segue. You yes. led right into it so nicely. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. But hey, <laughs> there I'll, you go. I'll take it. Okay. So what happened in Fort Lauderdale? So I found myself, we stay at an amazing hotel that's right on the beach. Um, I grew up on the beach, but there was, there's still things that you take for granted when you live in a state. Yes. Um, even though growing up in Florida, there were things that I had never tried before. And parasailing was high up on my list. So I'm standing out on the beach and I see all these people parasailing. And I said, well, why am I not doing that? <laughs> why am I not dangling in the air? So I knew that I was coming back the next weekend and I phoned a friend since you are here in Orlando and yes. I can't transport you to be there. Although, Although I am small and do fit in most suitcases. That would, that would be cool <laughs> if I could just be like, let's go. Yes. Um, so I called a good friend of mine and I, in the same manner that I do with you a lot, <laughs> as you say. Yeah. Um, I called her and I was like, hey, what are you doing next weekend? She's hesitantly was like, why? And I go, you want to try parasailing? And she was like, hell yeah, yes. let's do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I did a little research, phoned them. And it's it's hard with us because Florida weather is terrible right now. You can't predict it. No. And a lot of those activities that we also find is you can't cancel, you can't get refunds. So yes. I had to kind of secure that for us. But um, I set it all in motion. So the next weekend, she once I landed and got to the hotel, she drove over 
And we walked over to the site where we were going to go parasailing. And then the panic started to set oh, in yeah. for me. Uh -huh. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's that panic where you're like, okay, I got to go pee. Yeah. A couple times because now I'm terrified that I'm doing it. Well, you're like, I, I just went, but I could probably go again because your bladder is just Yeah, so and I use yeah. a poor kid as an excuse because he was doing it and he said, Dad, I have to go to the bathroom. I was like, oh, I'll go with them just so I can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a chicken now, which still bothers me that I used to do all this crazy stuff and I'm so afraid of still. Because you're, you can, you're faced with your own mortality now. And when yes. we're young and stupid, we don't face our mortality. We're like, nothing could kill me. And now we're like, a strong breeze, I think, at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I I try not to go down the rabbit hole of what could go wrong on these adventures, mm -hmm. but sometimes I do. Um, when I did the zip lining, I had just seen a story about somebody who fell here in the United States and got a flesh eating oh my gosh. bacteria, lost a leg. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't do it. But this is part of why we do what we do, because we want to face our fears. Yes. Well, you know, even that voice in the back of your head, and I still have it like on a roller coaster. I'm going up the hill of the roller coaster, and there's that little dark voice in the back of my head that's like, but what if the car just flew off the track? And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you talking about that right now? Shut up. <laughs> so as we've said before, my job is um, a flight attendant. And you say that because I... I don't, I don't want to get in trouble for saying this. When I see a priest step on my aircraft oh, no. <laughs> and they sit there and I go, oh, no. Like, is this a good sign or a bad sign that I, we have a priest on the flight? I mean, I love my job so much. And most of the time, I'm fine. Um, I'll go back to the parasailing real quick. But I just recently worked a flight where there was a problem. The captain couldn't communicate with us. We got on the ground and we were asking what was wrong. And her response was, I'm so glad she was the captain on this flight. She said we were one light away from a catastrophe. Oh, that's so scary. That's so scary. Oh and it was engine trouble that because she was so seasoned, she was able to kind of get through it. They don't let us know unless it's we need to know something but it's little things like that that kind of give you pause and you're like oh, okay that's a bad you know. sign but <laughs> there's more car crashes than plane that's crashes true. so uh, i have a dark cloud hanging over my head right now because last night we got chinese food and there was no fortune inside my cookie so oh no i think i'm gonna fall like in a manhole or something no, today <laughs> don't say that do not say that stay away from all manholes then <laughs> I'm going to stay inside. I'm not going to do anything <laughs> risky today. Maybe they wanted you to make up your own fortune. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Um, so I'll go back to the parasailing and we get there and there's maybe eight people, eight or nine people that go on this. I think they can fit up to like 12 on the boat. Very cool boat. It's one of those really fast boats. Okay. Um, but there's a little, there was a child, he's six years old and he's so excited to be going on this with his dad and I'm like oh I'm such a big chicken I can't and my friend is still pretty fearless that was going with me and she was just like "Woo, it's gonna be so much fun and I'm I'm just sitting there like if the six-year-old can do it I can do it 
Yeah, I'm nervous. And then they're like, who wants to go first? Not me. (laughs) Guess who went first? Did you go first? No. No, the little boy? Yes. Oh, yes, of course he did. How many people can, is it just one at a time up there? Uh, No, you go two or three at a time. Okay. Yeah. So when it was our turn, there's, there's, you know, they opted for you can do video or pictures. I'm like, I don't think I want video. Of me just uh, screaming and peeing myself. I don't need doing that, this. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, it's pretty cool. Like you sit on the back of the boat and the boat takes off and you just start flying behind it. And you go up to 500 feet, I want to say. You're out That's there. so many feet. You are out so there. And it's so peaceful when you're up there. I, I mean, but I still white knuckled it the whole time. Yeah. Like my friend was making fun of me. She's like, relax. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. She's like, lean back, look up at the parachute. I'm like, no. <laughs> Could you see sharks in the water? Well, she was like, look, did you see that shark? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 there were no sharks okay. that we saw. Okay. Thankfully, because you stay pretty close to the shore when you do it. You're not that far out. Okay. And you're up there uh, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. So it's a good amount of time to where you're just kind of floating around and you're like, all right, cool. We're, we did this. We, we did this. I mean, it. I would do it again, but now that I've done it, I kind of was like, I'll go do something else okay. after. I mean, it's still, it's such a fun experience and they do... Do you can opt in or out? And I was like, well, I'm in it. So we opted to be dunked. Oh, how does, how does that, they just slow down and like dip you in the water? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They slow down and you slowly come down and it's kind of cool until you're close to the water. And then I started freaking out again. Yeah. Cause sharks. And I'm sure <laughs> I did scream at one point. And when the day we did it, there was so much seaweed everywhere, but they did such a good job of not getting us near any of that but with us they they dunk you in and you kind of go up to your chest maybe and then they pull you back out well because i was so scared and they knew that they decided to give us an extra dunk so they they dunked us in and they were dragging us like the water was up under my chin i mean we didn't go completely under (laughs) that's horrible (laughs) Well, Did we, anything touch your legs while you were in the water? Did you feel the seaweed? No. No, they put us down in a pretty good area. Okay, good. Because if anything touches my legs while I'm in the ocean or a lake, right. I assume the worst and lose my shit completely. So that's good that nothing touched you at all. You're in and out pretty – it seemed longer than it probably was. Well, yeah, they were trying to – they were like waterboarding you. They were just <laughs> dragging you behind the boat. Um, but then they – you know, then they – reel you back in and you land like you kind of land just sit on your butt put your legs out in the boat on the back of the boat you just like plop back down on the boat and you're soaking wet at this point but it was super exhilarating it was fun i would recommend it it's a little pricey on you know it's on the high side of things to do it was i think what do we pay like a hundred and twenty dollars each to do it. And then, you know, I did have them take pictures because I wanted photographic evidence of it. And that was like another $50. Of course it is. And then you can do have the GoPro and then that's an add on. And then you got to tip them at the end, which they deserved it. These guys, they were young guys. They love what they did. They were really fun with everybody and they did a good job. They like download the pictures 
plug your phone in and you've got them before you walk off the boat. That's nice. See, that's nice. That's fun. I, I'm glad you had a good experience. And I, I don't, I don't know. Before I go into my, my adventure, I have to tag in a story here that really reminded me of this because you see, you see these things and you're like, yes, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. Well, we went, this was when my husband and I were still dating and we went with his whole family. We went white, whitewater rafting. Okay. And we were going through one of the rapids and the guide asked us if anybody wanted to try bull riding. <laughs> now, keep in mind. I've been there. <laughs> I I grew up around horses. So when somebody's like bull riding, my dumb ass was like, I got this. This is all me. Because riding a rapid is anything like riding a horse. <laughs> yeah, again, dumb ass. Well, what you do is you sit on the front of the boat and you hold on to a rope that's between your legs and you you ride the rapid like you're riding a bull. Well, this rope draped over the side of oh, my no. leg. And we're going towards the rapid. And I'm looking at this rope that's draped over my leg. And right before we got to the rapid, I looked back at the tour guide. And I said, does this rope ever get tangled about around anybody's leg? And he was like, no, that never happens. Oh, no. Sure as shit. The boat went up. It went down. It went up. It went down. I slid off the front of the boat oh, and I felt the rope tighten around my leg. Oh, no. I was tied underneath the boat. And we had video of this because they record the whole thing. And in the video, you can see everybody on the boat, like turning around and looking behind them. They're like expecting me to come out behind right. the boat. Right. And I wasn't. And if you look at the video, you can see the boat come up and me underneath it. Like it comes down on my head three times. Did you get hurt? Um, I didn't. I was scared more than anything. But my my sister-in-law was in the front of the boat. And she was the one that was like, she's underneath the boat. She saw me. And so she was trying to offer me her oar to pull me up. But then the rope finally let go. And it, the rapid tossed me away. Oh, but they tell you if you get tossed away that you just like float on your back with your legs in front of you and let the rapid take you. And the guy like had the audacity to yell at me because he was like, you're not floating right. I'm like, bitch, did you not see what <laughs> oh just happened? <laughs> as soon as they pulled me into the boat, the very first thing I did is I looked at the, the guide and I was like, the rope can get tied around your leg. Just so you know. Oh my gosh. That had to have been so scary. I didn't, I was 19 at the time and I didn't tell my mom what happened. I just put the video in and I played it for her and watched, you know, watched her face as she saw this boat come down on my head repeatedly. And she, the look she gave me, like she didn't say anything at first. And I just had to be like, I'm okay. I'm standing right here. <laughs> but she was just livid. Why would you show me that? Oh, the days when we were fearless. I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I almost died. Isn't that funny, Mom? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I did the whitewater rafting. Did where did you go? Uh, we were in the Carolinas when we did it. Okay, and everybody wanted to flip the boat, like to go in the water when you hit a certain point. I was like, no, I <laughs> no, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. So we came out, and I was back with the guide, and I was like, don't let me go. <laughs> And that guy literally held on to the back of my life vest and everybody else bounced right out into the water and they came up and I was still just sitting there. I was not, <laughs> I didn't want to go into the water. I was 
it was scary for me to do that one it's as well. It's rough water, man. Let's not, it's not yeah. a, it's not a lazy river that you're just going to slowly meander down. You're going to get thrashed. No. And they don't tell you that riding the bull is a bouncy bull. It's a bouncy bull. <laughs> it's a bouncy bull and it'll kill you. That, that bull will kill you. No, we went in uh, West Virginia is where we went. And I mean, it was fun up until that point, but. Whew. Yeah. I tried my first time after I had already had kids. Okay. So that fear was already pretty ingrained in me to not drown and <laughs> just don't die. <laughs> oh, you can take the other parent. Just leave me alone. <laughs> At least one of us has to live through this. Um, so tell me about your adventure. Yeah. My kids and I and my mom went to St. Augustine. Love St. Augustine. Yes. That was my first time. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. We did the Pirate Museum, which was a lot of oh, fun. fun. And we wanted to go to the lighthouse because we've heard that it's haunted. And you know me, I love that ghosty shit. Yes, so I was all about it. And we did have some, we had some experiences. There Ooh. was a few ghostly encounters that we had while we were there. But we decided that we were going to climb to the top of the lighthouse. Now, let me preface this by saying I knew I didn't like heights. Right. Like, I, I know I'm not a fan of heights. Going over big, big bridges, stuff like that, not a fan. I didn't know my body would react to heights in the way that it did on this adventure. Uh, and it did not react well. <laughs> did not react well. How many steps were in the lighthouse? I forget. <sighs> I've, I've been there, but I've never climbed it. 219 steps. The lighthouse observation deck is 140 feet above the ground. So you're 140 feet up. Uh, now, my mom is with me on this. My mom had open heart surgery a couple years ago. Still gets kind of winded from time to time. Okay. Uh, and she's, she's lost most of her sight. So as we're going up, I was not thinking about the heights. I was not thinking about that 200 some steps. You're thinking about getting your mom to the top. Exactly. And you know, because you've been there, you go up like a section and then there's like a, like a landing and then you go up a section and there's a landing. So you can kind of pause and regroup the entire way up. I'd get to one of those landings. How you doing, mom? You doing all right? Do we need to stop? Do you need to get a breath? Are you okay? And there was a couple times she had to stop. She had to catch her breath. She's like, I'm good. I'm good. Let's keep going. So the entire way up, I'm focused on her. I'm not thinking about anything else, but making sure this woman is okay. And we get to the top and um, I did not walk outside. I, I probably would have because in, again, in that point, I'm just in the taking, I'm in the caretaker mode. Right. And my mom got to the top and she looked out at the view out there and she said, well, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to walk out on the deck. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We don't have to do that. We'll just take pictures from here. And I took the pictures and I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're pretty high up. Your brain caught up with. And then my brain <laughs> caught up. My brain caught up. It was like, what the fuck are we doing? What, why are we so high? And we took our pictures. We did all that. And then my mom was like, okay, let's start down. And she started going down. Now, again, the woman can't see. so. To her, the downward part is no big deal. She's just going down a set of stairs. She can't see more than that. Oh, 
I looked down and could see all the way oh, through no. the stairs to the bottom. Did the girls go out onto the deck? They did. Okay. Elliot kept her back to the, the lighthouse and like shimmied around the back. Her sister's not, her, she's like her dad. She's fearless. So she's just like, woo, we're up high. We're all good. She's fine. She's running up and down the stairs. I got down the first, first section of stairs to the first landing. And that's when I had a really bad set case of vertigo where like, I'm starting to get kind of wobbly and I could see all the way down. And you're still trying to hold on to your mom at the same time. Yeah. So we got to the first landing and again, I looked down and girl, when I say I went into a full blown panic attack, I'm not even remotely kidding. I was sweating profusely. I was shaking like a leaf. I was holding the railings on both sides of me. Like, fuck anybody else that was trying to come up at that time. I don't care. You're going to have to wait because I'm holding on for life. I was having to go down each stair where I would keep my foot, like the back of my heel to the right, stair. Right. And like ease my heel down just so I knew that there was a stair beneath me. Because again, that voice in the back of my head was like, what if I stumble and I just fall over the railing? <laughs> There was no logic there at all. How high are the railings? Um, it was probably like chest level. So if, if even if I hit it, I'm not going to flip over it. But how many times have we seen movies like James Bond movies yes. where the person flips over the railing and plummets to their death? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I so, you know, I have these visuals and on the way up, I had listened to a podcast about the pa the hauntings oh, of the White no. House. So I know that a guy was painting the outside and fell off the lighthouse and died and his screams could be here heard for miles. Like I know all this because <laughs> I'm not smart when I do things. I'm like, tell me all the ghoulish shit up front. This will be fun. Well, you did the same thing I did. I go into the rabbit hole of what yes. can possibly go wrong yes. instead of what can possibly go right. Yeah. Yeah. We do that. We all do that. But I think it was about the second landing that I'm going, okay, well, I mean, they have to have some sort of emergency plan to get people out of here if they just can't do the stairs. <laughs> Maybe get a crane. I don't know. Just come up and knock me out, carry me down. I don't care. There has to be another way. Is there a plan? Uh, I don't, I never got to the point <laughs> of asking, but I was like, or I just live here. Like I don't go downstairs and I just live here. For You'll the be the lady on the stair. <laughs> stair 119 belongs to Stacy. Is that a ghost? No, she's just scared shitless and can't move. So it was. <laughs> I mean, at least your body didn't seize up on you. Yeah. Because I think maybe having your mom there probably helped you. Yes. Well, the funny thing, like she thought it was hysterical that on the way up, I was like, are you okay, mom? Are you okay? Do you need to stop for a minute? And on the way down, she's, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need to stop for a minute? What were the girls doing? Um, Ellie was not loving it either. She was staying pretty close to me. Maddie would like, you know, run ahead and then she'd come back up and she's like, what's taking so long? And she's, you know, doing her own little bebopping thing. Well, we get to the bottom. Finally, I'm just dripping in sweat at this point. I'm pale. I'm shaky. And they have a place like right next door that sells homemade pickles. 
Okay. <laughs> so I went in there and got like an emotional support pickle. <laughs> and I sat outside and I just ate my emotional support pickle. <laughs> I wonder when they were stocking items, they were like, you know what? People who have trouble getting down the lighthouse, let's put pickles <laughs> in there. Because maybe they have sweat so much they need to replenish their salt supply so let's go with pickles let's go with pickles and i i tell you what that's the best pickle i've ever had in my entire life it was rosemary garlic it was really really good it was a lighthouse pickle it was a lighthouse pickle and it was all i needed in that moment oh it was so yeah my experience was not as like eye-opening as yours except that i learned something about myself I, you know, I completely understand that. And one, I think our, probably our first episode, I was telling the story about how my friend Jeannie and I wanted to jump off yes. that bridge. And once I got up there because it was railroad ties. So you could like your leg could fall through yeah, the steps. No. My body seized up on me and it really took everything probably like you going down those steps i was shaking to have because i had to get off of this bridge now yeah so it was that same feeling of complete panic if i could have dropped to my knees i would have crawled off of it yeah. i would have felt more comfortable doing that but i couldn't go out like that <laughs> <laughs> because there are people videotaping us yeah. from below and even though i did not jump off the bridge and there is evidence of me saying no way am I jumping off this bridge? I was not going to be that bitch and get on my knees and crawl <laughs> off of the bridge. I think I might have. I think I might've, I might've been that bitch because my body just, it's the same thing. Your body just is like, Oh no, 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 no. We're yeah. not doing this today. That's my ultimate goal is to go back and actually accomplish that. And you would definitely have to come with me and Jeannie, if you're listening, <laughs> You will go first. <laughs> I will go with you. I'm not going out of the bridge. <laughs> or if I do, I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> We're going to just build up to these things. Okay. Maybe we'll okay. find something a little not not as high up in the air. Like we did the, um, like we talked about, we did the trapeze. Yes. And that was, I forget what he said, 40, 40 or 50 feet up, which yeah. it seemed like it was 50 stories when we See, were up how there. How did I have this reaction to the lighthouse and I didn't to the trapeze? Maybe because you were secured in on the trapeze. Oh, yeah. I had a I had a tether and there was a net underneath me. And, and a very strange man holding and you. And a strange man holding me from that behind. I, was, I was trusting with my life. Correct. I didn't know if maybe I reminded him of his ex-girlfriend and he wanted to see me die. I, had, I didn't know. I was just trusting that this this man had my best interest at heart. Well, and we had a net below yeah. us as well. Yeah. I probably would have had the same reaction as, as you did because I have gone up into towers in like nature walks and stuff and I get to the top. I'm fine going up and I get to the top and my body is just like, no. And no, then my, thank you. my children would run out to the edge and I'm freaking inside, you know, stay away from the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that it's secure, but still that panic would set in. And this, this would freak you out. I'm, I'm glad that I did not have children yet. And I was dumb enough to not be that scared. We got stuck in the Eiffel Tower. Oh, the elevators stopped working. Oh, shit. So we had to walk down 
We were at. How did you get out of the elevator? Or you weren't stuck in the elevator? No, we weren't stuck in the elevator. We had gone off of the elevator and then they just stopped working. So we ended up from about halfway down, we had to walk down the stairs. And I do remember, it's been a long time and I do remember feeling scared, but I didn't have that realization of. Yeah. Could you see through the stairs? Oh yeah. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Eiffel Tower, you can see right down. Oh no, 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 no. Right no, down no, to no. the bottom. Is there like, mm, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a, like a landing thing at the top of yes. the Eiffel Tower? There's a restaurant. But you could still see through the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's like, if I remember, cause it's been some years since I've been up there and I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. You do, there's like a um, observation area yeah. that you can go up to. I know that there is a restaurant partway up as well, but if the stairs are kind of on the outside, you know, to kind of going down on the frame of the. Oh boy. Mm. See, and there's a part of me, like, I want to. It's the Eiffel Tower. I want to, but. We'll just have to make sure that the elevator is working. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. All right. This is the plan. (laughs) We're going to get me up to the top. I'm going to, like, experience it and see it. And then I'm going to give you permission to tranquilize me (laughs) and just drag my ass down the stairs. You would be okay in the elevator, though, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think Unless the elevator got stuck. Because, again, the enclosed spaces. We went to Epcot last weekend and I normally don't have a problem with like it. I don't have a problem with the enclosed space until I feel like trapped, like trapped in. I'm the same. And we got in one area and there was this, it was, you know, kind of low ceilings. It was just like a small part of a hallway into a bigger room. But there was this group of teenage boys behind us and they were so excited for the ride. They kept like crushing in. Oh, no. So there was like people like right on top of you. And there was like very little room. And you're shorter, too. So that yeah, plays like, into it, it. Closes in all around. And I just had a moment where it was just like, OK, all right, I, I need to get in the next room because then you, you, that part of your brain starts telling you well, you also can't breathe. You know that, right? And I'm like, fuck. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. So I suffer from that on subways. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, but I did get, I was in the corner of a subway car. There were so many people that I was backed into that corner. And that's, I'm the same. I can be in crowded spaces, but when I feel like I can't get out, yes, I start to panic and I can't even look at somebody else because the panic gets worse for me, especially if they're panicking. Yes. Um, I had an instance when I was going through training for my job and we have to do, we have to actually do the rafts. You jump into the water. You have to be able to climb into the raft. You have to do all that. I was fine. I'm a good swimmer, climb into the raft. No problem. Then they have you set up like the canopy. Okay. In the raft. Okay. They're like, now we're going to take the canopy and we're going to close us all into the raft. Oh boy. Right. So you need the canopy to keep the heat off, but for weather and stuff, you've got, you know, you kind of close it in the panic that I felt at that moment. And there was somebody, a friend, I'd made a friend during training and she was looking at me and she knew because my claustrophobia just really kicked in. Yep. 
afterwards, somebody who didn't even know was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. They were like, but your face. I go, I I know. I'm like, well, it's just my face. That's, that's, that's my face. I'm like, but I know. I, I told him, I said, I had a little bit of panic set in and there was a bunch of people said the same thing. You just felt like trapped in there. Well, it's hot. You're wet. There's like 80 something people. You're sitting on top of each other. Yeah. There's, there, it's not like you're just, you have all this space. You are literally on your knees in your back because you have to simulate if there's an emergency. Yeah. But yeah, I had that panic set in just for a few minutes. It's just when you're like, you feel crushed, you feel trapped. You can't get out of there if you want to. And that's, that's how I felt there because where I was in that line, there was no way I could get out right then. Like it was just, you have to wait this out. And that's, I mean, I know we're not the only ones that feel that way. And for those of you listening, no, we do not want to try to be in an, in a coffin no, or any uh, enclosed space like that. Cause we're just going to have to say, we love you, but no, thank you. <laughs> yes. When you're bringing us off offers of things to do, we will politely decline. No, the, the gonna... what is it? The, the cold box in the morgue. Yeah. The morgue drawer. Yeah. There was a show. They used to have a show where that was one of the things that they would have to do. Oh yeah. No, thank you. That was uh in the show Wednesday that Jenna Ortega just did oh she was in a morgue drawer at one point and somebody pulled her out and she's like five more minutes i just got comfortable <laughs> that will not be me you know pull it out i'd be screaming my fool head off <laughs> which is the the funniest thing that we talk about that being in enclosed spaces and then i live in an enclosed space you do. have you ever had a moment on one of your flights no where you no i have not here okay here's the crazy thing as a flight attendant because I get up and I move around, I have the freedom to get up. Okay. As a passenger, I will say, yes, I have had those moments. I will only sit in the aisle. Um, but I've had a few flights in my life where I had to sit in the window seat. And it's that moment when you land and everybody gets up mm-hmm. and is standing there. That's the only time I have felt that panic a little bit. When I'm working, I don't feel it at all. Because you're moving around. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just, I feel safe in the environment that I'm in, but it's, I guess it's when it's out of my control, mm-hmm. when I'm stuck in that corner seat and I can't get out. And if anything happens, all these people are in my way Yeah, that I do feel it a little bit. Yeah. So I can see that. That makes sense. Cause you don't know what the crowd's going to do. And I'll, I don't understand why people do that where they just immediately get up because until the doors open, y'all ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Exactly. Just chill. Just sit down. Unbuckle your seatbelt. You're fine. You're fine. Just relax for a minute. My theory is that I typically now, I will always sit near the back of the aircraft when I'm flying for fun. Because if I checked a bag, these people get up, get their bags, rush off the airplane to get down to baggage claim. And guess what? The bags aren't there. Yet. I stroll in and the bags are just now coming out. <laughs> so there's no rush to get down there. No, they're not hurrying. Oh, goodness. Now, have you had any flights where people applaud the pilot? when All the time. Really? All the time. <laughs> yeah. There was a, I think it was the, 
was it the Jimmy Fallon show where they read me celebrities read mean tweets about themselves? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And Tom Holland had one where he looked. He said, uh, "Tom Holland looks like the type of guy, white guy that." applause for the pilot when the plane lands. Um, normally they're when we do the international flights. Okay. I could see that. That's a long flight. Uh, even if it's a short flight, it's um, a protection thing. We do have passengers, I know we're getting off the subject a little bit, that come on and have like little baby dolls with them or voodoo dolls or people when we fly into like Havana or um, Mexico, some of those, the Caribbean, they, it's like a protection thing for them. Okay. Yeah. Freaks me out a little bit because some of the babies look real. Uh, <laughs> Does your child need, oh, that's a toy. Okay. That's, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun for me to watch all the different rituals that people have. And I enjoy that. That would be cool. That'd be a good job for people watching. It's amazing. I also think running a parasail or working a lighthouse would also be good places for people watching. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder sometimes if there's not like a camera hidden somewhere where they're just <laughs> like zooming in on people to watch. This is going to be funny. Watch this. Yeah. Or to see, you know, like my friend that I went with to do the parasailing, there was a young lady with us that was by herself. She just had always wanted to do it. She was taking, I think, a couple months traveling by herself, checking off her list. And she was in her 20s. So I applaud her her. very much for doing this all by herself. Um, But they needed somebody to go up with her. I wasn't going to do it. But my friend, I I volunteered her. I was like, she'll do it. (laughs) So she got to go up and do it twice. And she didn't have to pay the second time? Nope. Oh, that's cool. No. So that was pretty cool. But I would recommend, if you want to try parasailing, I would recommend it. It's the safety statistics are great. Um, it's fun. I said it's a little on the pricier side. Yeah. But if it's a once in a lifetime thing, it's not something I'm going to go do every weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I would say to anybody listening, if you want to try it, do it. Just go for it. And, you know, see how you like it. Yes. I wish I didn't white knuckle the whole thing, but I still did it. I conquered that fear. I can check it off my list and on to the next one. There you go. What? And that's if, if you haven't been to the St. Augustine Lighthouse, there's really cool history there. There really are some really cool ghost stories. There's ghost tours that you can do. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I would love to go back and do a ghost tour. I'm just not going to go up in the lighthouse again. <laughs> well, and they have a distillery there too. It's got... That's pretty cool. They do a tour of the distillery. Yes. You get three shot, 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 shot. Maybe a few <laughs> shots and I'll do the lighthouse. I don't know. We'll see. But yes, I highly recommend that too. That's a good town to visit. All right. So I think that's about it for this episode. What do we have coming up? We talked about it before in our next episode. We are going to discuss the rage room. Yeah. Rage against the machines. Go break some stuff. <laughs> All right. Do we do we have a special ending for this? I don't remember. We do. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Um, thanks for joining us. You can reach us if you want on our socials at Facebook. It's under Unpaused Life. Instagram is Unpaused Life Podcast. Our email is unpausedlife at gmail.com. 
And our website is unpausedlife.com. I guess that's it for now. Until next time, thanks for joining us. And remember that there's always time to hit play on the pause button. After all, life is too short to wait. That's right. All right. Bye. See you later.